As far as my recovery and progress from movement patterns and physical pain, musculoskeletal pain, I've mentioned this before, the floor and doing movement on the floor has been, I think, possibly the biggest needle mover, the biggest factor. There are many, many factors in having a movement practice of any description which obviously help and contribute towards improving any musculoskeletal physical pains and inefficient movement patterns. But I'm reflecting on this now because I've just done a big session of floor stuff. And through my DNS, I've learned actually through my DNS and through the Feldenkrais and through self-experimentation, I've learned how important it is to um, fully sense and consciously make use of that interface between my body and the floor, wherever that may be. So what I was just doing now was I was mostly on my hands and my feet, but in different places. So my hands might be just palm down and my feet might be more on the uh, forefoot, so like, like a plank position, or my feet might be closer to my hands so that they can have the full foot on the floor with the hands, or I might have had my shins and knees on the floor and I was just literally moving around the floor in different places using different con, um, configurations. So it wasn't all just doing planks and crawls. It was very random, non-linear, non-geometrical. Um, one foot off to the left quite a long way, the other one on my knee, and then just moving around the floor. And what was the thing that makes this work, that makes this effective, is that every part that's on the floor, which would mostly be the full palm or a knee with part of a foot and some shin or the uh, forefoot and toes or the whole sole of the foot, all those parts, to fully sense their contact with the floor and to fully press into the floor with the whole part. Now it sounds ridiculously oversimplistic, how can that have any effect and don't we already all do that? Why do you need to be conscious about it? But we don't because most of us, and I still do this and I still have to constantly remind myself, when you have your palm on your on the floor and you're resting your weight on your palm, nearly everyone will have most of that weight on the heel of the hand. And if I were to come along and lift your finger off the floor, it would be really easy because you don't have any weight going through your finger. And for this thing to be effective, you need to have your weight fully spread out across the entire palm of the hand so that you're consciously making sure that each finger is pressing into the floor, that each length of the finger, not just the fingertip, is pressing into the floor, that each knuckle 
of the hand, the palm side of the knuckle is pressing into the floor and that the whole palm itself is pressing into the floor so that the weight is as equally distributed as humanly possible over the entire surface of the hand because you see, well I do this all the time, I put my hand down and I think my whole palm's down, it looks like it's down, someone looking at me is going, oh yeah, she's got a whole palm flat on the floor, but my weight is not going through my whole palm, my weight is going from my wrist into the heel of the hand and not the rest of the hand, so there's this far too great of a um, demand on the wrist and not enough spreading out of the force over the whole hand and it creates this whole chain event of inefficiency of the ground forces going from the floor up my hand, wrist, elbow, shoulder and all the way up in an inefficient manner because I don't have the full support and it's even more true when I've got my shins if I'm on hands and knees it's quite unintuitive because of the way my body's now is to think of putting weight through my knees and shins especially as most of us including me won't actually be able to get the shins fully on the floor as we should if we had full mobility of the ankle. And it actually can help during DNS exercises to have a small pad or towel or something under the shin to fill the gap so that your brain can detect that shin as a weight-bearing surface because that's the ultimate goal, that shin is and should be a weight-bearing surface and if your brain nervous system doesn't recognize that shin as a weight-bearing surface and it's putting all the weight into just the knee which is what generally happens and the foot would easily be lifted off the floor then you're not harnessing the full potential of the lower limb contact with the ground and it's to do with many things but one of the things it's to do with is the polarity of the muscle so if my uh, calf muscle for instance if I perceive that the only anchor my calf muscle has is at the knee then I will always contract the calf muscle upwards so that when I make efforts in pushing away from the floor my foot will come off the floor it'll be pulled by my calf muscle towards my knee but we want the polarity to go both ways for an efficient movement pattern we want the brain to recognize the foot as an anchor with the floor as well as the knee and in fact the whole shin ideally but the foot and knee will do and so we want the brain to be always looking for that anchor, the contact with the floor, so that I could just as easily press in with my knee and lift my foot or press in with my foot and lift my knee off the ground. And that could be with my foot, with the dorsum, the upper portion of the foot on the floor, or it could be with the toes curled under so that the ball of the foot and the toes are underneath 
it doesn't matter as long as whatever part of the foot is in contact with the floor is perceived as an anchor so that one can put full body weight on it then that calf muscle is is polarized in both directions it can either flex by bringing the knee off the ground and putting the weight onto the foot or it can flex by pushing the knee into the ground and bringing the foot off the floor so floor contact with the floor the way to achieve this is that whenever you're on the floor whether whatever part of you is on the floor to consciously direct your attention your focus your noticing to that contact with the floor so that your nervous system over time starts to recognize and know that those parts in that are in contact with the floor are the parts where the force has to go through the force that is the gravity coming down and the ground force going up because it's harnessing that ground force efficiently that allows us to move efficiently and one thing that I found I was musing on today was that I was shown something like this in 2015 at a my one of my very first movement workshops with Shira Yaziv who is an amazing woman an amazing mover and an amazing teacher she's based in the states but she's Israeli and she has worked with Ido Portal and done capoeira and done dance stuff and lots of things contact improv etc and one of the very very first most basic things she taught us on the first day was you start on the floor in sitting and from sitting you move your hands in all the directions around you to touch the floor with the palm of your hand in wherever you want from wherever you can reach while still being sitting and then you do the same thing again you do this for a while you do the same thing again from a kneeling position and then you do the same thing again from a squatting position and so you've changed the base of support that your bottom half has and you're moving your hands to different parts of the floor and you're essentially doing what I just said you're um, harnessing and bringing consciousness to your contact with the floor so that your nervous system can feel the weight of you going through that contact and that that sensation of your body weight going through one point of contact involving your legs and another point of contact involving your hands or it could be your forearms but your upper limbs so your upper limbs and your lower limbs are acting as points of contact and you're bringing awareness and consciousness to that and that is informing that's food that's food for your nervous system which is informing your nervous system these are my anchors this is how I gain my strength this is how I gain my mobility this is how I move myself through space it's by interacting with this floor it's by harnessing the ground force which is a given because we live in a field of gravity that's never not there and anytime we contact the floor we have ground force 
but a lot of the problem is we don't know it we don't sense it we don't feel it so we become unaware of it we become blind and deaf to it and therefore we don't use it and all that I've just said when we do that stuff that she taught us to do or any ground movement we're telling our nervous system that even though we might not be able to put it into words or articulate it as I've just attempted to do and even though we might have no clue intellectually we might have no cognitive understanding of what's going on or be able to explain it it doesn't matter because that's still food for our nervous system it it still detects those things we don't need to understand them we don't need to be able to explain them or read them in the book or say what they are or understand or even know that there's such a thing as ground force but when we do the things that she taught me to do in 2015 we are feeding our nervous system directly with that information and even if we never ever understand it later we've still started to heal ourselves and our movement patterns and I felt after that workshop because of course back then I didn't understand any of this I didn't know why it felt good but I knew that it felt good and I could have if I had trusted my own judgment I could have just taken what she taught me and gone on and done it every day and I would have saved myself a fortune in dollars and in time in not having needed to go through the whole Feldenkrais training program or all this DNS that I've done if I had simply done what she taught me back in 2015 and to be fair to myself I do I always kept that memory even though I didn't understand why this thing was good but I did keep the memory that it felt good on a kinesthetic instinctual sense I felt that that was a good thing to do and I have periodically done what she taught me I've done it not consistently not enough in volume and not regularly because one of my core beliefs and scripts is that I don't trust myself that when I see something I think is good I don't go ahead and just do it because it's good and I believe it's good I wait I wait until some other expert some journal article a book a person and so five other people who teach me movement I wait until I have confirmation from multiple sources before I take it on and go okay I'm going to do this and that's been my journey is learning to trust my own instincts more and I am getting better at it because if I had trusted my instinct back then and not worried about other courses and experts and books and journals and just done what she taught me I'd probably be way ahead to what I am or at least I would be as far as I am now but without having spent quite so much time and money so I think it's time to summarize the ground force is important it's not just important it's it's key it's critical it's crucial and all that means if you take nothing else away from this is 
when you are in contact with the ground, which is 100% of the time, unless you levitate, but it's more effective on a firm surface. It's not as effective on a sofa or a bed or something soft because you can't feel yourself as well. So whenever you are on a firm surface, and it can be horizontal, it can be the back of a chair, then consciously direct your attention to the interface between you and that firm surface and consciously aim to spread yourself, to spread your contact through that entire surface and consciously direct yourself to use that contact, to use that contact in order to create the movement in your body. And do this thing daily, as many times a day as you possibly can, from a one minute or 30 second session to two hours. Do it as often as you can and you will reap benefits in terms of your movement patterns, the efficiency of how your muscles polarize and how they work, musculoskeletal pain, um, strength, mobility, there's also a beneficial effect because it calms the system. It stimulates parasympathetic. It brings us back to the ground, grounds us, and it has a very calming effect on the nervous system. And then the last part of what I've said is the thing of trusting when there's a life experience that feels good and that instinctively we feel drawn to pursue, it's worth pursuing it without waiting for confirmation from multiple different sources because our instinct is probably correct. And if it turns out to be not correct, we will discover that through our own exploration. We don't need confirmation. It's nice to have confirmation. I, I'm not against confirmation because the doing of this activity becomes easier to commit to and easier to continue with the more confirmation one has. So I would say still get confirmation, but trust that part of that confirmation is in the doing. It's not in the waiting for some other human being, some other source of information to confirm the validity of it. It's in simply experiment, experimenting with doing it. And you probably know all this already. <laughs> You're probably thinking, well, duh, it's pretty obvious. I know this. But I didn't. Well, I did and I didn't. That's the thing. We know things at different levels, at different depths. I've known it all along, but not really known it or not believed I knew it or not known it deeply enough. And so that's another process is instinctual knowledge becoming more solid over time. Um, have an enjoyable day. I hope that what I've said has been coherent, comprehensible and of some value. I know that it's helped me to clarify my thoughts and for that I am grateful to you who may be listening. Thank you.